0: Matthew chapter 2. Burkett notes. Our Savior's miraculous conception by the power of the Holy Ghost being recorded in the first chapter, several remarkable circumstances relating to his birth are set down in this, as namely, the place of his birth, Bethlehem, and the time, in the days of Herod the king. Verse 1. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Burkett notes, Observe here, one, the place of our Lord's birth, Bethlehem. He was born not at Athens, not at Rome, not at Jerusalem, not in any opulent or magnificent city, but in the meanest of the cities of Judah, thereby showing us that his kingdom was not of this world, and that he little regarded pomp and outward greatness. Oh, how can we be abased enough for Christ? that thus neglected himself so for us. Observe too the time of our Lord's birth, in the days of Herod the king, this Herod being a foreigner, and made king by the Romans, which now reigned over the Jews. In him was fulfilled Jacob's prophecy. Genesis forty nine ten, that the scepter should not depart from Judah. That is, the Jews should have governors of their own nation, until Shiloh come, that is, until Christ, the promised Messiah, come in the flesh so that considering the circumstances of time and place, where and when Christ was born, it was and is willful obstinacy in the Jews to deny that the Messiah is come in the flesh. Observe three, that tribute of honor which was paid unto the Savior at his birth. The wise men of the East came and worshipped him, that is, the Chialdrin, Arabian, or Persian astronomers, who was the first fruits of the Gentiles seek after Christ, while the Jews, his own people, rejected him. Oh, how will their coming so far as the east to seek Christ rise up another day in judgment against us if we refuse to be found by Christ who came from heaven to seek us? Verse two, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Burkett notes, Observe here, one, the inquiry that they make after Christ. They did not ask whether he was born, but where he was born of the place. Observe 2, the ground of their inquiry, for we have seen his star. They had seen a star, but how did they know it was his star? Probably by divine revelation. They had a light within, as well as a star without, or they never had found Christ. It's likely the Holy Spirit's illumination accompanied the star's apparition. As God made known the birth of Christ to the Jews by an angel, so he manifested the same to the Gentiles by a new created star. Observe 3. The end of their journey. We are come to worship him, that is, to pay all that honor and homage which is due to a great and mighty prince, all that adoration and worship which belongs to the promised Messiah, the Redeemer of the world. All honor and homage, all glory and worship is due to Christ from the sons of men, and will be given him by those that know him. Verse 3 When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him. Burkett notes. Observe here that when Christ came into the world to save men, it cast the world into a consternation and caused wonderful disturbance. Herod is first concerned, and next all Jerusalem with him. Herod for fear of losing his kingdom, Jerusalem for fear of new commotions. Thus Christ, who was the angel's song, the wise man's joy, Israel's consolation becomes Herod's fear and Jerusalem's terror. But why was Herod thus disturbed? Tis true, a king is born, but one whose kingdom is not of this world. T'was Herod's false apprehension that was the cause of this perturbation. Hence we see that the greatest enmities and the bitterest animosities have arisen from causeless fears and groundless jealousies. Verses 4-6 through Herod, being in great perplexity, convenes a council of the chief priests and scribes and demands of them the place where Christ, the promised Messiah, was to be born. They readily reply, out of the prophet Micah, chapter 5, verse 2, that Bethlehem was the place. This was the city of David's birth and of Christ's, the son of David. Bethlehem signifies the house of bread and was so called from its fertility and fruitfulness and, as some think, with reference to Christ, the true bread of life, born there. Bethlehem was a mean and contemptible place in itself, but being honored with Christ's presence how great it is. Learn hence that the presence of Christ dignifies and exalts a place, however so mean in itself. Bethlehem, though a little city in itself, yet is not the least among the cities of Judah, because Christ is born there. Verses 7 and 8 Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. Burkett notes. Observe here, one, how Herod cloaks his intended cruelty with disguised hypocrisy. He had a murder in his heart when he pretended to worship Christ with his mouth. There is no villainy so great, but will mask itself under a pretense and show of piety. Herod veils his intent to kill Christ with a pretense to worship him. Observe 2. Herod calls him the young child, not the young king. The word was too big to come out of Herod's proud mouth. He could neither bear the thing nor brook the title. A king tis true he is, but one that will never be thy rival. He has a kingdom, but it is not of this world. Observe 3. How craftily Herod lays his plot. He desires the wise men to inquire thoroughly and inform him privately. To be wise in doing mischief is the worst wisdom in the world. Tis not the wisdom from above, but from hell beneath. Verses 9 through 11. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Burkett notes, Observe here, one, how the star, which for some time disappeared, now appears again to their further direction in finding Christ, teaching us that God will not be wanting to such as are on the way to seek Christ, but will renew directions and encouragements to them, according as they stand in need. None ever sincerely sought Christ, but they certainly found him at the last. Observe, too, that the joy which arises in such a soul as has found Christ is unutterable and unspeakable. The wise men here rejoiced with joy, with great joy, with exceeding great joy. Observe three. The wise men have found this young king. They bring presents to him, according to the manner of the eastern countries, namely gold, frankincense, and myrrh, which were the principal commodities of the east. But the best present we can make to Christ is ourselves. He seeks not ours, but us, and rather desires what we are than what we have. Yet the providence of God was wonderfully seen in these presents, for hereby provision was made for the sustenance of Joseph and Mary and the child Jesus in their exile or flight into Egypt, which they were shortly to undergo. Verse 12. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. Burkett notes, God having warned these wise men in a dream not to go back to Herod, they return home another way. But did these wise men play the part of honest men, in that they returned not again to Herod? It appears not that they promised Herod to return, though he expected it. Or if they did, it was in consideration that Herod should come and worship Christ, not murder and destroy him. But if they promised him never so positively, God Almighty gave them a dispensation from that promise, by commanding them to return home another way. Herod kept his design against Christ close from the wise men, but he could not conceal his intentions from the infinitely wise God. He knew the purposes of his heart and, by his providence, kept Christ out of his hand. There is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord.